Welcome to the Mind Your Heart podcast. My name is Jody. Today's episode is all about manifesting and how it works. Let's hop into it. There was a meme that went viral in 2020 that said, shut up, I'm manifesting. And that was, I believe, pre-pandemic even. And interestingly enough, the Google searches for that term skyrocketed by like almost 700%. And so interest around manifesting has been um, on the rise again, but it's actually something that has been around since the early 1900s. And for me, my journey began with it when my mom told me that I should watch the movie The Secret. And I expect a lot of people actually started understanding or having manifesting come into their awareness through that movie because it was huge. It was actually a book first, I guess, but it was huge. And then all of the critics came in and said, you can't just sit around and daydream all day and bring what you want into fruition. And that was super interesting because that was how the secret had landed on me also, was that you could just sit there and imagine yourself in a red sports car and eventually you were going to be in a red sports car. And I was quite young when the secret came out and that was actually my path. That was what I did. I like literally imagined all these fabulous things in my life and... um that was where it ended. And, but I did think that there was something to the law of attraction because my mom said that when she made my dad watch the movie with her, he said, well, yeah, doesn't everybody do this? And my dad has been pretty successful through life. So for me, that actually triggered something in me like, okay, there's something here. Since my interest had been piqued, I thought, I'm going to try and find out a little bit more about this. So I researched where the idea of the secret came from, and they had credited a lot of what she had written about in the book to Abraham Hicks. So I started studying Abraham Hicks. And the most important lesson that I learned from Abraham Hicks was how to train my thoughts. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. So I studied Abraham Hicks quite extensively for a while. I bought the books. I had uh, recordings that I listened to on the lawnmower. I really immersed myself into their world to try to get a really good handle on what it was that they were teaching. And then I left the manifesting path for a while and went on other tangents and to learn other things. And a few years ago, I came back to it. I had a Wayne Dyer book called Wishes Fulfilled. And I read that book. And in that book, he talks about Neville Goddard. And so I listened to a few Neville Goddard um, clips on YouTube, and it brought manifesting back to life for me. But all of these years have passed, and all of these experiences have passed. And manifesting has always been in the back of my mind. And I've always been trying to figure out exactly how and when and where something manifests and how I actually can assist the manifestation process. So today, I just want to talk to you about what I've learned over these years, as I have studied, not studied, paid attention to, listened to, and heard different points of view on how it all works. 
So Abraham Hicks talked a lot about your frequency and how the better it gets, the better it gets. I remember that being one of the terms they used a lot through all of the books. And they talked about raising your frequency and always moving towards what feels good, including your thoughts, and then to distract yourself from the things that you want, and they will be able to show up as you raise your vibration. And that's all well and good. And I really dove into the the having the positive thoughts and the positive emotions. And that was super important. And it took me years to really master that. But the biggest aha I had through Abraham Hicks was training my thoughts on what I wanted instead of what I didn't want. So we as humans are more triggered by strong emotions and the strong emotions are anger, hate, fear, disgust, um, rage, all of those things. And when those emotions are firing, we're focusing on the things that we don't want. And we rant in our heads about the things that we don't want. We complain to the people about the actions that we don't want them to take. We look at our life and the things that we don't want are staring at us in the face. And we we constantly are looking at all of these things that we don't want. And so what Abraham Hicks taught me and that I worked on for a lot of years after that was, okay, now I know what I don't want. What do I actually want? And it is a shocking how many people don't know what they want because they're always focused on what they don't want. So even down to the littlest thing, like I don't want my pictures on the wall to be crooked. Well, what do I want? And I want my house to look orderly and clean and make it look like I actually care about this place. So it's deeper than, I don't want my pictures on the wall to be crooked. I want them to be straight. It's a little bit deeper than that. What do you really want? And so you start shifting your thoughts around what you really want instead of what you don't want. And that was the biggest lesson I took away from Abraham Hicks. And that alone was life-changing. Because all of a sudden, I could move towards what I want instead of spiraling and staying in the vortex of all of the things that I don't want. It shifted my attention towards what I do want. Now, a little caveat here that I'm just going to teach you quickly is our reticular activation mechanism in our brain. And what that is, is that thing in your brain where when something comes into your awareness, you start seeing it everywhere, even though you never saw it before. So because our brain is taking in so much information all of the time, you're not consciously registering everything that you're seeing. You're only seeing the things that are in your awareness and your brain is super good at filtering out everything else. If it wasn't, you would be so overstimulated that you wouldn't be able to function. Like this is an important mechanism in your brain. But in order to leverage it and in order to use it, you need to be bringing into your awareness the things that you want. And then your brain will start to filter the things that you want instead of the things that you don't want. And that's why your thoughts are so important. And retraining yourself to focus on what you want is so important because it actually affects the way that your brain transmits the information it's seeing to you. It's huge. It's a very big deal. And so you have to always be paying attention and observing your thoughts and turning the ones that are focused on what you don't want into what you do want. So Neville Goddard brought me the next piece of the puzzle, but I didn't learn it for a lot of years. And I learned a lot of other things first. And I know that it's better to teach you the things in the order that I learned them, because that's how it all makes sense. 
But I'm going to tell you the next piece, in case you already know a lot of these pieces, the next piece to the puzzle is that all creation lives in your imagination. And manifestation is actually creation. They're very, very closely linked. And so you have to understand, first and foremost, that something can't come into your life if you can't imagine it. It can't be created. It can't be in your existence if you can't imagine it being there. And that's where the thinking part and the daydreaming part comes into play. But it doesn't mean that that's where it ends. So you have to be very careful to not talk yourself out of what's happening in your imagination. So what that means is you have to imagine yourself in the space of whatever it is you're trying to manifest. So whether that's a really rich relationship or love life, if it's a lot of money coming in, if it's a new home, if it's a new car, if it's a new job, you have to be able to imagine yourself in that state. And it's best and ideal if you can close your eyes and visualize that exact place or that exact thing and every feeling in the five senses and your five senses that comes with it. So what does it look like? What does it smell like? What would it taste like? How does it feel? What do you hear when you're in that state? And if you can keep your eyes closed and continue to envision yourself in that state, that's a key part to manifestation but it's not all of it. You have to be careful when you open your eyes and your ears and your taste buds and your smelling and it's not there that you don't start believing that it's not there because then your reticular activation syndrome system and your brain are going to start looking for reasons why it's not there. And again, you're focused on what you don't want. So those two pieces work together. And the hardest part for me through all of this is not trusting my five senses because we are trained to believe that what we see, what we hear, what we smell is all reality. And it's really, truly not. It's just what your brain is filtering in and out for you. So don't trust your five senses. When you see that it's not actually manifested yet or not in your awareness yet, don't believe that it's not for you or it's not going to happen. This is a really hard part and you will catch yourself constantly forever, I'm sure. I have never broke out of it. But doubting yourself and doubting the manifestation and doubting the path that you're on because your five senses are telling you that it's not there yet. Don't believe them. So those are both things that happen on the inside. Now, there are going to be some things that happen on the outside also, because manifesting is a whole big system of things happening all at once. You have to have a channel open for it to arrive. You can't just expect that things are going to fall out of the universe and into your lap. And although some things will, and it's super fun when it does, the big things, the things that you're moving towards, the things that you really want to bring to life and to have in your existence, those big things don't just fall into your lap. So you need to be able to have a channel open for it to arrive. So for instance, Yes, money windfalls can happen, but you can help it happen if you open up a new channel for money to come into you. So that might be a little business, or that might be another part-time job, or that might just be 
talking to people. It might be buying a lottery ticket. It could be, uh, for the record, I don't necessarily agree with just buying lottery tickets because you're actually spending money. You're, fo- you're, you're, it's causing you to spend the money instead of receive the money, which is again, not what you want, but you have to have a channel open. So let your brain work on what you want and how to open up a channel for it to happen and then start physically doing the things that will open up the channel. So while we can't control everything, we have to open up a space for what we want to come in. That's the key thing that you need to understand here. Trying to control something isn't manifesting it, but opening yourself up, allowing the space to be created for it, opening the channel, bringing in a path where it can actually come to you, that's your job. So that could look like a many number of things. It might be flirting. It might, if you're looking for a new relationship, it might be sending out resumes for a new job. It might be even building skills, like high level, high paying skills in order to bring more money in. It could be starting up a business. There's so many paths and so many channels you can open. Keep opening the channels so that it can eventually get to you when you are in alignment for it. You are not in alignment for it if you're closed off to it. And manifestation cannot happen if you aren't in alignment. And then the final thing is, you have to be unattached from the outcome. Now, that sounds easier said than done. And I've had a lot of friends who were trying to get pregnant and trying to manifest it. And everybody was like, unattached. And she's like, how can I unattach? I want a baby. There's no unattaching. So the unattaching happens when you know you're okay without it. And that's back to more inner work and self-work and self-awareness. You have to find a way to be okay without it. We always need to be seeking okayness and okay with whatever happens. And there's several ways to do that. That's probably like a whole course worth of material to talk about. But the main gist is to seek okayness, to have build yourself a moat so that If life happens, you're still feeling safe. Have boundaries so that if somebody comes at you, you're still feeling safe. Have enough of a savings account that if you have an emergency, you can pay for it and you still feel safe. That all of those things make it so that you feel okay and you're not living in constant crisis. And then you're just trying to create this new life and manifest these new things and bring them in. Manifestation never happens at the critical moment when you feel desperate because that feeling of desperation is focusing on the lack and the fact that you don't have it. So that's back to step number one. You cannot focus on what you don't have. Gratitude plays an important role here so that you're grateful for all the things that you do have to make yourself feel okay and unattached from the thing happening. And those are really the four major steps to manifesting and creating new things in your life. So let's just go over them again. First one, you have to train your thoughts to focus on what you want. You cannot afford to focus on what you don't want because you're affecting the way your brain perceives the world. The second one is to not trust your five senses because creation lives in the imagination. What you're seeing, hearing, feeling isn't reality. It's just what your brain is perceiving and letting in. So don't trust your five senses. 
Number three is you have to open up a channel for it to arrive or it can't get to you and you're not in alignment for it. Number four is to stay unattached. You have to be okay without it in order for it to show up. Otherwise, you're focused on the lack of it or the desperation of needing it. And that just pushes it away. Now, this is actually super fun. Make it fun. Pay attention to the things that show up unexpectedly in your life that you kind of wanted and celebrate them. And look back at how you were unattached or how you just threw it out there and all of a sudden it showed up, whatever that is. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's $5 you found in the parking lot. Maybe it's a new client if you have a business. But celebrate those moments and consider yourself a master manifester when they happen. Okay, so enjoy playing with this process. It's actually life-changing if it's not something that you've played with or dabbled with. It will change. When you change your thinking, you will change your entire life. And like Oscar Wilde said, life is far too important to be taking so seriously. Okay, with that said, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you all. Please go ahead and rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening to it. It helps it move up in the charts so that other people can find it. I will talk to you all again soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Mind Your Heart podcast. If you loved this podcast, then please screenshot it and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you post stuff. And be sure you tag me and let me know why you liked this episode and what you would like to hear in the future. That will help me know what to create for you.